Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. From the Ron Miller Race Car Studio. Welcome, race fans, to the Hammer Down Racing Report. There we are. Ron Miller. Yeah. How's it going? We're here. Am I still muted, or did you turn me back on? No, baby, you're turned on, let me tell you. Live from the virtual Ron Miller Race Car Studio, this is the Hammer Down Racing Report, show number 143 uh, for, uh, what is today? Thursday, August 13th. Big show for you tonight. You got a lot going on. Yeah. I hear laughing. Tell the peanut gallery. I said I heard laughing. Tell the peanut gallery over there to, to chill yeah, out. Yeah, well, uh, tonight, she might be reading some of the comments. Oh, tonight on the show, we're supposed to have uh, Dallas Hewitt, point leader of the uh, Boss Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series, uh, scheduled to join us. I haven't seen him pop in here yet. I'm hoping that uh, he will. Uh, he also winner at Attic or at Attic at Fremont last weekend. So I guess that was a uh, second win of the year at uh, Fremont for uh, Dallas Hewitt, nephew of uh, the infamous Jack Hewitt, as a matter of fact. Also on the show tonight, coming up a little bit later, we'll have a World 100 update, your weekend weather pit stop with Ryan Weekman, and uh, just added to the bill earlier tonight, uh, Bob Gilbert, the mayor of Delta, is going to come on to uh, discuss some things that may have been going around social media earlier this week that may have uh, ruffled some feathers with some folks. Uh, so we'll get to the bottom of that a little bit later, courtesy of uh, Ron Miller there, reached out to uh, the mayor. I talked to him uh, uh, a little bit this afternoon as well. So if you're not familiar with that story, stick around for that. Well, we'll tell you about that. Um, make sure to like us on Facebook. I, I was looking. We're up to uh, like 2,700 followers plus now. Wow. That's that's pretty good. Yeah. And, and that's just Facebook. That doesn't uh, cover uh youtube or or any of the nope. podcasts that's right follow us on twitter at hammer report uh follow us on youtube as well and you can listen to us on your favorite uh podcasting platform iHeartRadio, radio itunes google i i follow us on iHeartRadio radio so i get the little notifications which they've updated before they wouldn't give you an up uh a notification until monday that there was a new show even though we do this on thursday nights and the show gets uploaded iheart as soon as we're done here um, now they actually start notifying you on Friday morning, which is pretty cool. I approve of that. But the, but yeah, I also still get the uh, Monday morning one as well. So. so speaking of work, did you get all your uh, servers things no. squared away at work? No, this week has kicked my ass. I have oh, uh, Scott. I have been busy as heck. We had a server crash at work that had uh, basically my everything I do. Fortunately. Fortunately, it didn't affect Hammerdown Racing Report. No, it did not. No, and, and I still have all my prep and everything. And thanks to Dave Kemmer, who helps out with that each and every week, as well as Matt Swander and Doug Doc, as a matter of fact. But I did not have time to look into this uh, new software solution uh, that we were talking about. But we'll probably get to within the next few weeks, uh, kind of change things up a little bit. Maybe take be able to take some phone calls and do that Gary Lindahl thing. So... 
Uh, thanks to our sponsors, Ron Miller Race Cars, 734-856-7223. Race cars, parts, safety equipment. It's all there. He does it all. Uh, thanks to Oakshade Raceway. We're the fastest meet to race every Saturday night, including this Saturday. There is racing this weekend. Uh, we'll talk about some schedule changes there. Uh, Matt, no, the ADAS is still at Ron's getting fixed. I saw that pop up there in the comments. We, uh, uh, yeah, Ron Miller Race Cars is the official repair center for hammered Scott Hammer Racing. Yeah. Yes, you are. Give Kester Mowing a call for all your land, lawn and landscaping needs, mowing, seeding, fertilizing, insect, weed control, and more. Give uh, Steve a call, 419-466-3801. Tell him the Hammer Down Racing Report sent you. I Before... I knew he did the fertilizing and everything. I'd already signed up with a different service for this year and already paid ahead. So they were here today, as a matter of fact. And it's like it's like going to the dentist. Like I'm scared they're gonna tell me, oh, you're sucking at brushing your teeth. Instead, I get the little note, oh, you're sucking at watering your lawn. So really? I don't, I, yeah, like you need to water your lawn a little more. I'm like, hasn't rained at all. Give me a break, jeez. Anyway, uh, thanks to Millstream Speedway. Still working, bringing back racing down in the Finley area. Make sure to follow them on Twitter. Facebook or millstreamspeedway.net uh, to keep up to date on everything going on down there and uh, freeze frame photos for all your racetrack photo needs, whether on the track or victory lane, 23 years of memories with you at Oakshade and Toledo Speedway and other tracks uh, around the area. Uh, hey Scott, they, have you considered starting to scroll yet? So the fans can, so our listeners can watch. Oh, there you go. Speaking of which, Continental Service Auto Repair in Adrian, Michigan as well. Give them a call, 517-263-8573. There we go. There's our sponsors for uh, tonight's show. Trying to stall a little bit. I'm not sure uh, what happened to Dallas here. Dallas is supposed to be joining us at 7 o'clock. Um, maybe I'll shoot him a message here. So in the meantime, um, we can start with uh, action from this past weekend. Yes. Would you, would you like to talk about some action at uh, at least one of the tracks you're familiar with? That'd be Which okay. one would that be? The one you race at, silly man. Oh, yeah. Well, we, we struggled. Scott, it's, it's it was a crazy night for, for our team because it, if, if people have an electrical issue, I'm one of the guys that they call, and I had an electrical issue that drove me nuts. The, the, the whole night was a write-off for Ron Miller Race Cars. <laughs> I did. I was wondering what was going on. Uh, you were up to speed, then you were slow. Then you were up to speed, then you were slow. Yeah, the engine kept shutting off. That is a problem. That and and problem. it was all electrical, so, oh, well. <laughs> did you get it fixed? Or you've been too busy working on my car? Too busy working on customer stuff. We, we got a couple things done. We'll be okay. All right, fair enough. Well, as uh, we wait for... Uh, Dallas Hewitt will uh, move on here a little bit. Again, uh, Bob Gilbert will be joining us about 7.30. Um, Attica Raceway Park in action this past uh, weekend. Cap Henry got another win. Cap's been having a heck of a year out there. Let all 30 laps of the Attica Fremont Championship Series 410 feature for his fifth win of the season out there. Devin Shields got his third late model feature win. Uh, Paul Weaver took the lead from Jamie Miller in the last lap to win the 305 feature. It was his third win of the season at Attica. Uh, talking about Oakshade, of course, Chris Keller won his second consecutive late model feature. Brandon Gregory made it five in a row for uh, sportsman feature wins. Uh, rookie Colin Schilt earned his uh, third Bomber A main win of the season. Well, ever, really, because he's a rookie. So it's right. a first. Yeah. 
Uh, he's having a heck of a year, too. Aaron Van Pelt got his uh, second consecutive compact feature win, and Adam Lance was the winner of the uh, Bomber B-Main. How'd you fare in a Bomber B-Main, Scott? Uh, well, my car is at your place, so I'll let you... <laughs> Moving right along. Yeah. Uh, actually, I just heard from Dallas here. His, his wife's not home. I think he needs his wife's help to get on uh, online. I see. So, He'll be joining us shortly. I hope so, yes. Uh, at a, at, speaking of uh, Dallas, he claimed his second Fremont Speedway boss win of the season. Cole Duncan closed in... Uh, later in the Attic Fremont Championship Series 410 feature and edged out Zeb Wise for the win. Paul Weaver earned his 55th career feature at uh, Fremont Speedway. Paul having a heck of a season as well, doing great at Attic. Yeah. All right. Yep. He says he'll get it. He'll be here. Okay. Talking about Dallas again. Uh, where was I? Oh, Corey McCoy. He's having a great year too in that 911. He racked up uh, another dirt truck feature win. It seems to be once you get that first one out of the way, it just snowballs and it's just yeah, downhill from there. Some some of the pressure's off, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, now, unlike his first two wins, uh, Sean Valenti had a couple of issues and uh, wasn't around at the end of the feature to uh, make him work really hard for it. But I saw a video and uh, the 911 truck looked very, very good and. Uh, Corey McCoy is, is really maturing as a driver. Speaking of video, we have uh, some video coming up of that Bobby Pierce, uh, Tyler Herb incident from uh, the this past weekend. It was at Cedar Lake, I think they were at. Yeah, that, that was pretty interesting. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, we'll get to that cost, here momentarily. cost Tyler Herb quite a bit of money, I think. Well, yeah. And I did, uh, we, we were talking about before, he is down at Florence, by the way, with the Lucas Oil guys. He ran last night. Uh, Sandusky Speedway was in action this past Saturday. Nevea Rusica was the uh, beginner stocks winner. Brandon Halcombe notched another Renegade feature win. Johnny Newman uh, got another Pure Stock feature win. Getting uh, some familiar names each and every week uh, at a lot of these tracks. In the World of Outlaw, NASA Energy Drink Sprint Series action. Sheldon, I spelled Sheldon wrong. I put Sledden. Sheldon Hunshield earned his uh, second World of Outlaw feature win of the season at Federated Auto Parts Raceway at I-55 on Friday night in the night before the Ironman. In uh, Saturday's Ironman main event, Kyle Larson had to beat Hunshield and, and the rain to pick up the $20,000 payoff. Next up for the World of Outlaws is uh, Knoxville happening tonight through Saturday. Uh, 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 um. is, any, is anybody going to stop... Is anybody going to stop the kid? He, he just keeps winning and winning and winning. Yeah. I don't know. Flipping apparently stops him. That's about the only thing. I don't know. So the World of Outlaw Morton Building Late Model Series, they were at Cedar Lake Raceway in Wisconsin for the USA Nationals last weekend. Brandon Overton won Thursday night's action. Friday night, Billy Moyer earned the pole for Saturday night's main event. Overton uh, then went on to win on Saturday. And he got a $50,000 payday for uh, picking up the uh, win there in the USA Nationals. Things got ugly on lap 85 of the 100-lap race after Tyler Herb and Bobby Pierce got together, causing Herb to spin. You, you want to take a look at that, see what happened? Yeah, let's do that. that right, let's uh, see if we can bring that in here real quick. There, there it is. Here we go. That's this is pretty, pretty entertaining. 
from the uh, Dirt Vision replay. If you're watching us on Facebook Live, uh, you're not. I will do play-by-play -play for you on our iHeart uh, for our iHeart Radio listeners. So uh, here we go. This is uh, them uh, racing, and Tyler Herb's on the bottom. He comes off the bottom, down the back stretch. Bobby Pierce coming with a full head of steam, gets into the back of him, turns him around, and then uh, yellow flag comes out. So after that. A little bit of uh, retaliatory action. You see Bobby Pierce speeding by right there, but uh, Tyler Herb will corner him, I believe, in like turn number two, and that's when things got pretty ugly. Tyler Herb's going the wrong way on the racetrack. Yep, sitting there waiting, and then they're nose-to-nose. -nose. Tyler Herb drives up on the nose of uh, Pierce's 32 car and see some hand motions and gestures from inside the car, and then he drives up on the nose again. And again, and he's about to back up. Oh, some more hand gestures. Oh, here comes uh, Bob Pierce Sr. trying to uh, reach in there with a official, World of Outlaw official reaching in. So that was it. This is- uh, I'm sure he would, I, I'm sure Bob Pierce Sr. was trying to uh, calm the situation. Yeah, I'm sure that's what it was. Uh, but anyways, what you didn't see there in, in the that uh, replay was he, uh, backed up a little bit more and then took off with those guys hanging inside uh, his uh, cockpit, I guess you could say. And I guess it uh, minorly injured uh, the world of outlaw official who kind of took a tumble when that happened. Uh, would you like to hear what each of the drivers said briefly? Sure. All right. Let's, uh, let's hear from Tyler Herb first. Uh, this is what he had to say. Truth be told, we're in an open locker room. We have no privacy. And at some point in time, this Bobby Pierce is going to get his ass whooped. And I hope it's me. I really do. I, I mean, if Outlaws bans me, I understand. And I, I am sorry for Kenny. But where Kenny made a mistake is he let that old man run on the racetrack, going to whoop my ass, this and that, blah, blah, blah. And all, I, I mean, I, you could hear it plain as day. Anybody around to tell you, I told Bobby, get out of the car. It's time for you to get out of the car. We're putting on a show for the fans. You want to crash me and put on a show? I was going to put on a show. I was going to whoop his ass up and down that racetrack. I'll do it here, do it at a truck stop, anywhere he wants to do it. And that's the uh, the short version of that interview. I think that goes on for like two or three minutes, and there's a lot of MFs this and MF that. And uh, here's uh, Bobby Pierce's uh, response to uh, that incident out there. I was, I was waiting for him to pull off the racetrack. He never did. Uh, I seen he was waiting for me, so I tried to get tucked up behind Billy, and then he tries to hit me, spins me out. Um, I go around the racetrack, get away from him. He's sitting there, he turns around. He turns it into demo derby, and uh, maybe if he owned all that stuff, he'd be more appreciative of it like I am. But um, that's what happens when you race for a team, and that's what happens when your parents just have all the money in the world. I guess you never care for your stuff, never care for anybody else, and that's the way his, his uh, mind works. So I think a guy like that doesn't need to be racing with So uh, those two will not be exchanging uh, Christmas cards this year, I do not believe. Nobody's going. Those guys won't be sharing Thanksgiving dinner. I can I can guarantee that one. Penalties and suspensions were handed out. We'll talk about those uh, coming up a little bit later on what exactly those penalties were. Um, next up for the World of Outlaw Late Model Series is Lincoln Speedway in Pennsylvania. That's tonight, as a matter. Of, no, wait, that's uh, a week from tonight, the twentieth. So they're off this weekend. So they're back in action on yeah, a week from tonight, the twentieth. Then they're at Williams Grove on Friday, the twenty-first. Sharon Speedway was originally supposed to be happening on Saturday, August 22nd. That has been canceled. And Erie Speedway was originally scheduled to be on Sunday of that weekend, but now they've moved that to 
Saturday to fill that void left by Sharon Speedway. So you got that? You understand what I'm saying? No, I do. I do. Yeah. So again, link, Lincoln on Thursday, Williams Grove Friday, and Erie Speedway on Saturday next weekend. Again, World of Outlaws off this weekend. Okay. I wonder if Barb Ganser will go see that show. I, I don't know. What one of our faithful listeners happens to be my sister. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the 34th uh, annual Ralph Latham Memorial was last night at Florence Speedway. Jimmy Owens picked up the victory, and uh, we were wondering if uh, what well, we didn't talk about, it, but uh, spoiler alert: Tyler was uh, suspended. We'll tell you exactly what the suspension was from uh, World of Outlaw and Dirt Car Competition. So we were like, well, is he going to go Lucas Oil Racing then? Are they going to honor the suspension? And apparently not because uh, Tyler Erb was there uh, for the Ralph Latham Memorial last night. And I believe he finished uh, sixth, I think, from what I recall, from what I read. So, yeah, he's down there at Florence running that. Uh, Jimmy Owens uh, picked up the victory last night in that Ralph I just said that. The series is at Florence all weekend. Tonight is the uh, Sunoco North-South Shootout, Friday and Saturday, the 38th annual uh, Sunoco North Shootout, or North-South 100. So a lot of action going on down at Florence this weekend. And I believe they had a lot of people. For, was it a Lucas uh, show earlier this year they had a lot of people down there for? Yes. And the governor of Kentucky, is he for racing down there or not? I don't I remember there being something with him, but I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, Arkham Menard Series was in action at MIS this past weekend. 21-year-old Riley Herbs from Las Vegas took the checkered flag in the Verizon, or I'm sorry, the Viscom 200 Sunday at MIS. Next up is the General Tire 100. That's going to be on the Daytona Road Course tomorrow night, as a matter of fact. So uh, I'll... We mentioned last week that they've changed that to uh, take some of the straightaway speed out by putting... Uh, an S curve uh, in the middle of that straightaway. Yeah, coming so, out of uh, turn four, I believe. Hey, I think we got uh, Dallas uh, here. How about we bring him in? Really? To uh, the rest of our stuff here. Yeah, now that we got uh, Dallas with us. And I always forget, there's this three, two, one little countdown before, bam, he pops in. <laughs> Dallas Hewitt, how's it going, sir? Pretty good. How about yourself? Good. I'm glad you could make it. Yeah, that was... Uh... I'm not too good at doing that stuff, but I got to figure it out there real quick. You didn't need your wife? Uh, no, I did it without her. Oh, you, you right. did it all by yourself. What a man. That's a good thing. Now I won't have to hear about it later on. Anybody that can wheel a sprint car the way you do should sure be able to punch a couple of buttons. Yeah, yeah, we figured it out. <laughs> Ron's figured it out a few times. So, you know, I figure if Ron can figure it out, anybody can figure it out. Yeah. So uh, Dallas Hewitt joining us again. You are the uh, current point leader in the uh, Boss Non-Wing Sprint Series and uh, picked up your second win at Fremont of the season uh, just this uh, past Saturday night. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you very much. So it seems like you have that place figured out. And uh, last year you won the return of sprint car racing at Oakshade Raceway. Um I mean, you seem to be good up in this uh, Northwest Ohio area within those uh, Boss Nine Wing Sprints. Yeah, I guess um, just a little, uh, little dry slick track is what we uh, kind of learned on. So it kind of suits the way we set the cars up and everything. And uh, I just, I've always liked Fremont and um, 
never been able to get a win there. You know, obviously they don't run the non-wing there very often. Um, you know the characteristics of, of Waynesfield, I'm sure, and uh, learning there, you know, it just uh, it kind of helps the way we drive and everything. So, okay, now we were supposed to be at uh, Oakshade this weekend. That race has been pushed back to September, so that kind of opens you up. Uh, I mean, I guess the next next boss race isn't until I-96 in a couple of weeks. So, uh, what are you doing in the meantime? Are you doing any racing or or what? Yeah, uh, Todd called me last night. I think we're going. To- go back over to gas city uh that's one place we haven't been able to quite figure out um too quick but we, we've gotten a lot better since we started going over there uh, we'll probably just go there friday and then uh i uh, mean the guys i'm sure you know they got uh, the indy miles coming up the following week and we still have our car about halfway together from last year so we'll just plan on going there and wait for i-96 and kokomo with the boss now you've run Pretty much everything from what I've seen. All-Stars, World of Outlaws, uh, USAC Sprints, USAC Silver Crown, the Fast Series. Are there any uh, sanctioning bodies, races you haven't run in yet that you'd like to? I don't. Uh, around here, I think we have run about everything. Um, obviously, the Outlaws, you know, it's when they come around, uh, it's a little tougher competition. Uh, same with USAC. Um, I think pretty much everything around here, we've ran in at least once or twice, so... Um, it's good to jump around. Uh, I don't get to do the wing quite as much as I used to. Um, I might put something together for next year to kind of fill in here and there, but, uh, you know, just kind of kill some time and keep my butt out of trouble. I think Ron's doing some technical support over there. (laughs) Where'd you go, old man? Oh, he can't hear me. He doesn't have his uh, earbuds in. Anyway, continuing on. Uh, do you prefer, uh, running without the wing or with the wing? Uh oh. I think we may have lost our connection. Okay. I think we're back. Well, it says he's coming back. Hold on. Let me bring him back. I think we're going to have two. No, there he is. But yeah, we got two. We have two Dallas Hewitts now. This is great. <laughs> we have yeah, frozen Dallas Hewitt. All right, there we go. We'll get rid of uh, ghost Dallas Hewitt and bring in regular Dallas Hewitt. So we were talking about uh, wing versus non-wing. Yeah, um, I'd say it, it. I would say I like them both. Uh, it probably just depends on what track you're at. Um, some tracks um, are pretty good racing with the wing, and some tracks are are good with the non-wing. Um, some tracks are a lot funner with the non-wing other than the wing. It just kind of depends for me what track you go to. Uh, obviously, the wing you get a little bit more speed. So, uh, that makes it fun, you know, obviously, but, uh, the, the non-wing, you know, is just, uh, more driving and moving around and obviously slower speeds, but, uh, kind of put some finesse into it. Now, do you have a home track that you run on on a regular basis or are you just kind of following the series around? Yeah. I mean, we just kind of do whatever we want to. Usually the way I've always raced is what's the closest and, uh, where can I get, the most races in you know obviously we try to run friday and saturday um being around here it used to be um i had a 360 i'd go to uh lima on fridays and waynesfield on saturdays and whenever eldor raced we'd go there um we just try to do that and now you know we just kind of um todd calls me on sunday and we just pick a place to go and that's what we do so now you're down in the uh, dayton area right yeah, we're uh we're probably forty five minutes south of Lima Land, so Okay. So not uh, too far. Yeah. 
not too far. Yep. Yeah, we got a pretty good variety any direction we go where we can run. So it kind of helps out. It seems that this part of the country has a a really big following for traditional sprints. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, you know, I growing up, you know, we just you know back in the eighties or whatever, you didn't know. I think like USAC and World of Outlaws, they ran. Uh, you know, wing one weekend, non-wing next weekend, and we kind of went to all of it growing up. So, obviously, Indiana's the uh, the big non-wing place, and you know, Ohio's kind of more of the the wing place. But uh, now with with Boss here over the last few years, it's kind of grown. You know, with the non-wing in Ohio, and it's really helped out because we get a lot of the guys from Indiana. You know, they'll come over here run a uh, you know higher paying Boss show or whatever, and uh, you know, I can't remember, uh, you know, like you see like Cottle and all the way over at Mansfield and Meserol, and, you know, you just never know who's going to be at a boss race when you get there. So pretty cool. Now, have the cars become so specialized that the guys can't really swap from wing to non-wing using the same car? Uh, you know, a lot of the, uh, a lot of the cars we run around here, non-wing, um, they don't have wing tabs on them. Um, the frames are built where, it's it naturally tightens the car up, but I'd say it's, if it's got wing tabs on it or don't have wing tabs on it, you could put them on there and and uh, race and be competitive. You know, you just kind of adjust. Every frame's different anyway, so you got to do different things with all of them. But I, I think you could take any car with wing tabs on it, and be competitive about anywhere you go. Now, have you uh, ever run uh, Millstream Speedway? Yeah, we ran there. Uh, I'd say just about every time they ran here the last four or five years. Well, they're, they're, Scott's working on uh, bringing that track back. Uh, unfortunately, he picked a terrible year to try and do it. but Yeah, yeah it's a bad year to do anything right yeah. now. Yeah, I mean, how is that? Uh, I mean, at the beginning of the year, uh, before the pandemic started, I'm sure that you had some uh, plans set. I mean, how screwed up have your plans been, you know, due to that, you know, everything getting shuffled around? Yeah, uh, other than having a lot more time on my hands, but, uh, <laughs> I just I started a new business in November, um, I guess. Of all years to not be racing, this was probably the year to do that. So um, financially for my family, it's really helped us. Um, other than that, it's just, you know, not not racing and and uh, <laughs> kind of – sorry about that. Oh, it happens right. here all the time. Ron's got uh, barky dogs too. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, just when you're used to racing 40, 50 times a year and, uh, you know, I don't even think we've got 10 races in here. It's, it's a little bit different kind of relaxing but you, you really just you miss it it's part of you okay um being the nephew of uh jack hewitt do you feel as though you have any certain expectations uh, to live up to that name uh you know i, guess I know you i probably should ask you that maybe earlier in your career because you've pretty well established yourself uh you know you've been racing for what uh, 12 years more than that yeah it's uh 2007 probably okay yeah, yeah. Quite a while, yeah. Um, you know, just I say starting out, a lot of people watch you and they, you know, expect probably to do the same thing he does, but probably not anybody will do that. You know, a handful of people. So, um, you know, I don't. It don't really bother me. You know, to me, he's just Uncle Jack, and uh, you know, it's just it don't really bother me that much. I just do my own thing, anyways, and just kind of go have fun. Does he uh, help you out at all, or give you any pointers or anything? Oh yeah, yeah. He uh, he had actually went with us Saturday, so that was pretty cool for him to be there. And uh, first race he came to, or first race he came with us this year, and 
Um, he's always got something to say. I'm sure you guys know that, um, good or bad. Uh, you know, just like, Saturday we won, and I ran about four four crappy laps in a row after a uh, restart, and that's the first thing he told me about. So you know, that's <laughs> just what you get, you know. But you know, I enjoy that. So we've got, uh, we've got friends from Australia that absolutely idolize him. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry for them. Uh, our flag guy, flag guy out at uh, Oakshade here, he wants to know if you've ever yelled at a flagman like your Uncle Jack. No, I haven't. I never have. <laughs> Not yet, anyways. Uh, wait till the 12th at uh, Oakshade, September 12th, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Uh, so one last question for you here before we, we have to move on, but what is, what is the craziest thing to ever happen to you on the, on the racetrack? On the racetrack? Oh, man, I can't even think uh Crazy flip, crazy accident, crazy win. Yeah, crazy flip probably had. We had a probably the weirdest thing we had. We were racing in a heat race and two team cars in Waynesfield when I ran for Marshall. Uh, I'm sure it was a bad night for Ray. We had both cars went into a rent about all the way down the front stretch and parts were scattered everywhere. So that was kind of weird. Just you got, you know, two team cars like that wrecking each other. Whose fault was it? It wasn't mine. Okay. <laughs> Just on a check there. Yeah. Any prediction uh, for you? Because we'll see you on uh, Saturday, September 12th at, at Oakshade Raceway for that rescheduled boss show. Any uh, predictions uh, for that? You know, you were the defending winner from last year. Yeah. Uh, just you never know. Um, there was a couple guys, uh, Tyler Gunn, and uh, can't think who else was, you know, right there, right there in the hunt. Um, just, go back to our notebooks and kind of do the same thing and just go from there. So hopefully we can repeat. I, I just came up with another question uh, out of curiosity because Brian Rollman, longtime uh, modified and late model driver, he's been doing the, the wingless non-wing sprint thing for the past couple of years. Mm -hmm. uh, how's, how's he been progressing? I think he's been in a few boss shows. Yeah. he's. Uh, I think he's kind of hit or miss right now. I think he's probably a, uh, being a chassis guy and a setup guy, I think he does a lot of experimenting. Um, he actually pit it beside us there at the first race at Fremont, and uh, he's a. We got to know him pretty good there. I bought a trailer off of him over the winter, and um, it's kind of cool when a guy like that, you know, has been around the block, and he asks us, you know, how do you get these things to hook up on a track like this? I'm like, you should be telling me that stuff, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think he's experimenting, and I definitely think he'll get better because he sure can drive. All right, we'll look forward to seeing you, and uh, maybe maybe Brian will be there at uh, Oakshade as well uh, on the 12th. So, uh, again, congratulations on the win. Good luck. Uh, I'm assuming you're running for the championship, leading the points here with only a, a few races left. I think we're into it now. Yeah, we always go through that every year. We're like, well, then we end up – I think we've been leading the points the last two years when we go somewhere else. So, you know, we don't do that, but right now there's nothing else to do. So, I think we're going to try to finish it out. All right, man. Good luck to you. We'll see you in, uh, in about a month. Yeah, thanks, guys. Dallas Hewitt, thanks, buddy. Very cool. Uh, moving on, we still have a, a lot more news to get to. Before we get to that, uh, how about we address this issue with uh, the mayor of the village of Delta? Bring him in, Bob Gilbert, uh, who uh, wanted to come on. And got to unmute him here so we can actually hear him. Hi, Bob. How's it going? Can, can you hear us? Hello. Oh, Bob. I, I don't know if you guys are talking to me, but I don't hear any audio at all. Oh, we are. We're talking to you. 
we I heard where we are talking to you. But I, I can't hear anything you guys are saying. Is that Uh-oh. on my end or your end? Not that I can uh, hear your answer. <laughs> it's, it's you, Bob. It's you. You're pointing um, at me? Hold on here. I'll send him a, a message here. Try signing back on. There, I just sent you a message. Hopefully you can see that. It's a live stuff. I'm going to bump you off and then try and join. There he goes. Wait, no, he switched the camera around. Can you hear us yet? I, I don't hear anything, guys. Uh-oh. Uh, you try just want it. me to talk. Shake your head if you want me to. Go ahead. We'll have him talk. Okay. Um, I appreciate you guys letting me on the show. Ron, it was great talking with you today. I appreciate the invite. Um, just to let you know a little bit about myself, um, I cut my teeth on dirt track racing at that track that Action built that you heard about earlier. Um, do you remember the days, Ron, of Art Ball and the Keegans? And, oh, absolutely. Um, the guys I grew up with. I went to school in uh, Toledo, and I grew up with the, the Beals, so Raleigh and Al and uh, Gary and I are the same age. So anyways, um, to fast forward a little bit, I've been going to Oakshade Speedway for probably the last 40 years. And I've lived in Delta, Ohio the last 30 years, just about. And I, I took on the venture of the mayor of Delta here about oh, last fall and was elected in November. And uh, that's been a challenge for me. And I, I appreciate the challenge, but I've been on village council for 10 years. So anyways, um, I had discussions with um, the health department because I was very concerned about what happens at Oakshade. Um, it's a tra- track that I love. Um, I support the track 100%, have supported the owners 100%. I don't have any issues with the way the track is run. I appreciate the, the money and the effort that the drivers put into it. And so that's not my issue. My issue is to keep Oakshade open. I am an ally of all the fans. I'm an ally for all the drivers. And I believe my relationship with the health department and my political position gives me an insight to what the health department deals with. And believe me, the health department is not having fun over this COVID-19 issue. COVID-19 is something new on their radar. And when I have discussions with them, it's all coming down every day. They don't know what to expect from the governor day to day. And my conversations with Kim, who is the head of the um, health department, she's in direct contact with Pam, obviously the owner of the track, And her and Pam have had several discussions, and they've talked about the safety issues to try to keep the track open. And the track has done nothing but good things to keep the track, you know, viable so that we don't end up going back to the pits only and we're able to keep the the fans coming back. So that's my concern. And I had discussions with the health department. I was not a person that Facebook said that I was a snitch or I reported things to the health department, I had conversations with them because I believe that the health department is an ally of Oakshade. And I believe I, as Bob Gilbert and as mayor of the village of Delta, I am an ally for the track also. So I I take advantage of that because I want to keep that track open. I think it's great that the fans show up and they don't have to sit at home. We got things to do on Sunday night, Saturday night, and we appreciate what the drivers do. So having said all that, um, I, I was a little reluctant to get on the program because I don't like showing my face any more than I have to because a lot of people misinterpreted what I was trying to accomplish through the health department. The health department is not the enemy of Oakshade or any other speedway. 
And in fact, I think the health departments nationwide are trying to work with the tracks to get them up and running and so that we can have fans but be safe. The COVID is a reality. Um, some people think it's a joke, but it is a reality. The, the virus spreads rather quickly. For those who are local, they know that Napoleon had an outbreak in a winery there, and it's up over 90 people that were affected. And it's not just the ones that were there. It's the ones that were at that winery that took it home and their family members got it. And that's the concern that I think the health department and myself, and I think every fan should have. It's not that you don't go to the track because you don't want to get sick and you're, a, um, you're vulnerable to that disease, but you don't want to catch it and come back and give it to your family members that might be more vulnerable. So that's the reason that I'm concerned about Oakshade, not just because I'm a race fan, but I love the community. I love the race fans. I love the drivers and teams and everything that goes with it. And I, I thank you guys for what you do. And I, this is the first time I've been on this program. And thanks to you, Ron for um, turning me on to it. And I appreciate the opportunity to get on here, but I am available anytime 24 um, seven. I have a, a phone you can call anytime. It's the village of Delta and it'll ring to my hip, but I would be willing to talk to anybody at any time. And I have no problem defending the fact that I am an advocate for Oakshade and the people that are involved with Oakshade. I'd like to hear your questions, but can you give me some idea how I can get the sound on this system here? Do you have earbuds? I hear nothing. earbuds. Do you have earbuds? Uh, I'm pointing to earbuds. I You're think pointing to, to your ears. To, no, to these these things, earbuds. I need. What do I need? <laughs> oh, I need to plug in. Is that what you're saying? It, it Maybe. Let me. All right. I think we lost him there for a minute. Which, uh, yeah, unfortunately, he couldn't hear us, but we could hear him. Um, and if you're unfamiliar with the story or the Ron, you, you can share the story. Cause I was just kind of just like shaking my head on, it. I didn't really want to fan the flames and bring more attention to, to, you know, this just kind of wanted to leave it uh, behind us, but I think we got Bob back. We'll see. If that's... Okay. Let's see if he can hear us. All right. Let me, uh... yeah, I can hear you, but hold on. Let me bring you in here. Nobody else can hear you now. Can you still hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. I just all right. got on. Maybe all right. right. All right. Can you hear so, Ron? I I can hear Ron also. All right. All right. Anyways, do you guys have any questions for me? I'm sure Ron does. Go ahead, Ron. Bob, one of the questions, and I'm sure you saw some of the uh, some of the posts that blew up on Facebook. Um, I, I understand that you you watch those things. Um, some of the people were wondering why you didn't try to talk to the uh, to the racetrack instead of going to the health department. Um, I don't want to put you on the spot on that one. No, but, uh, no, that's good. Let, let me respond to it if I could. Sure. I had a conversation with um, with Christy today, and we talked for probably about forty minutes, and she asked me the same question, and I will give you the same answer that I gave her. I said, Christy, I made a mistake. If I could have this to do over again, you would have been the first person that I talked to. And even though I go to the track quite frequently and spend my time in the pits, I know who everybody is by sight. Ron, you and I know each other by sight. But absolutely. To say that, to say that I knew somebody to talk to him, I really didn't. And my, my connection to Oakshade was through the health department. But I told um, Christy that 
if I had it to do over again, you guys would have been the first one. I didn't realize she was so easy to talk to. But the conversations that I had with Christy would have been the same ones probably that the health department would have had. The health department and myself are allies. I made a mistake by not coming to Christy first. I apologized profusely to her, and I felt bad that um, this thing got blown out of proportion. Believe me, Kim, that works for the health department, she's a wonderful young lady. She has nothing but good things to say about the people that run the track. She's not an enemy. She is an ally, just like myself. So I, I, I guess the, the fact that health department came up is not a bad thing. This is something that they've just newly dealt with. And well, and, and I, Bob, I know for a fact that the health department had a representative at the track last Saturday. Um, and I believe from what I've heard that they were pretty pleased with, with what they saw. Uh, I know Scott, as the announcer at the racetrack, is constantly reminding people to uh, socially distance uh, when they're in their seats. Uh, I, I know they also tell people that uh, when you go to the concession stand, when you go to the restrooms, uh, make sure you put your mask on. And what I've observed, and you know, obviously on, on a normal night, I'm, I'm pretty busy, but what I've seen is that the racers are pretty good and the fans are pretty good. Uh, and, and really want to see the track open. So, so they, they do the things that they're asked. Right. Is that, is that, is that pretty, much, pretty much what you've seen? Yes. And when I was at the track Saturday night, I can say nothing but good things about the way Scott handled himself. I kept hearing that social distance and the masks, and it was repeatedly told by you as an announcer, and, and that was great. I was glad to hear it. As far as the um, people that were there from the health department, I asked Kim Cup the question, you know, where were your people there Saturday night? Because that's what I've heard off of Facebook. And the answer was yes, but they were there four or five o'clock and they were basically checking on the food concessions and those kind of things. They didn't stay till the seven o'clock forward hours. Um, they were gone by five o'clock, according to her. So, yeah, there was a lot less people there, as you know, at five o'clock than there would be at seven o'clock. So, so I understand then that, uh, in respect to the health department, we've got an advocate with you. You got an advocate with me. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Because I am a die in the world race car fan. And in my obituary, it will say that he was a, uh, a beloved race car fan and always have been, always will be. Um, I feel bad that this whole situation happened. And I told that to the track. If I had it to do over again, that it would have been done differently. And they would have been the first to be contacted rather than, my, you know, my really, that was not my call was not to complain about Oakshade. My call was to somebody that I deal with on a regular basis. The health department and I, we have a Zoom meeting as mayor of Delta every month. And at that Zoom meeting, it came out that there was people that had been concerned when the track opened and that fans could be open to an outbreak. And that was discussed in one of the Zoom meetings. And then after I had a private conversation with the health director, I had explained to her that I'm an advocate for the track and I want to make sure this track stays open. And if there's things we can do as officials, I'd be glad to do it. So my intent is none other than to keep things on track because I know what it's like to own a business, being a business owner. And I know you are, Ron, when you don't get an income, you can't pay bills. You can't have people come to the track. So that's that's a hardship on a, on a place like Oakshade. So I get that. And that's not what my intent was. My intent was to keep that track open. 
Bob, switching gears just a little bit, um, sure. we've had a couple people ask what's going on with the motorcycle track in Delta. Yeah, um, I can't give you any information on that. I don't really frequent the, the motocross track. I, I know they're not in Delta. They're they're very rural. Yeah, they're right on the outskirts of town, but I can't give you any details on what they're doing. I wish I did, but I don't. Okay. Uh, question for you. Um, is, is there anything that you would like to see done differently at the rates? Any uh, recommendations that, you know, as far as precautions well, for COVID? Well, the discussion I had with the owners today was that I think the fans need to be the ones to do what they're told to do by you guys as the, as the directors in the, in the establishment. If those people would do what they're asked to do, I don't think we'd have an issue. I don't think we'd have an outbreak. And if people want to get close to each other, then they should be wearing a mask. And that's a directive from the governor. That's not the, something that I came up with. That's something that came down from the governor. If you're going to be in public, you should wear a mask. And if you're going to be not social distance, and you folks know that some people just don't concern themselves with it. They, they gather closely. They shouldn't be. They're not afraid of the virus. But it's not them that they have to be concerned about. It's the people that they could infect with that virus. And you know, as well as I, we get people at the track that come from Indiana, Michigan, and Lucas County, and other counties within the state. And those people could be bringing the virus. And it's a very dangerous thing to do if that thing does catch on and there is an outbreak. And I pray and hope that there is never an outbreak at Oakshade because that could be devastating for the owners. So we have to Absolutely. be concerned what we do at the track and to make sure we're safe. And I think the fans need to take a lot, a lot of responsibility. And I believe after talking with the track today, which I wish I would have done earlier, but I believe they take it serious. And I believe Scott, you've done a wonderful job at announcing and it's very clear what you're telling the fans to do. But my message to the fans would be, cause I don't have an issue with the directors in the track, but it would be the fans need to be more apparent, uh, aware that they need to be more, careful and cautious to what the COVID could do in the event that it is an outbreak. It looks like our flag. Uh, guy did, you, did, did, you, did, you, did you catch the, uh, the note that uh, popped up on the screen there? Um, it, it's from, I just, I'm um, reading it, it just now. They want me to be a, a, a flagman? Is that what yeah, I'm reading? Yeah, yeah. That, they, that's from our flagger. He wants you to come out. And yeah, he thinks you should come up on the stand and flag a race this, this Saturday. He's always looking Are you for serious? <laughs> I thought they weren't allowed to have company up there. Well, I think instead of him. Oh, he wants oh he'll, he'll be there. He'll be there to watch, no, I'm social sure. Distancing, social distancing. Uh, anyway, yeah, one, last thing, one last thing before we let you go here because uh, we got to move on. Um, is there, if anybody has any concerns or anything, or still has questions, is there any way that people could contact you and, you know, if they want to do it in a, in a professional manner in and a, a civil manner, civil manner. Yeah. That's yeah. 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 I would just suggest, um, it's a public number, uh, to call the village of Delta. Um, I have voicemail 24 seven. I return phone calls. I have put a lot of calls out to people and Ron, I respect you for calling me back as well as the track called me back but I've had other people throughout the country that I've gotten, they private message me on Facebook and I've asked them to call me. And those two are the only ones that did contact me. So a lot of people just like to shoot off the steam on Facebook and blame it on anything, but the realities, but 
it is what it is, and, and I'm, I'm dealing with it. And I, as far as showing up at the track, I don't know how welcome I'd be, but I, I hope people understand that I'm an advocate and not an adversary. All right. Well, I have one final question, and it'll, it'll be quick. Um, I know Ohio's governor a couple of weeks ago, um, Mike DeWine said, if we see you without a mask, uh, we'll assume that you have a condition that prevents you from wearing it, and we're not going to confront you. Um, did, did he kind of leave the door open for people to go maskless? Yeah, he did leave the door open. There's people, as you know, that are going to take advantage of it. Well, I got allergies. I'm not wearing a mask, even though they don't have allergies. So it's just an open ticket for the people that want to abuse the system to not wear a mask, in my opinion. There's always going to be people that are legitimate. I agree. But there's always going to be those people that abuse it, in my opinion. All right. Very well, good. Thanks for the time. Gentlemen, I, I appreciate you guys inviting me on. I'll look forward to watching you again, I hope. All right, and hopefully oh, we'll we, see we, we hope you do. We, we need listeners. Yeah, we right. got to pay the bills. And, and Matt Swander wants you to bring a mask. And Matt Swander wants you to bring a mask and go up in the flag stand this Saturday. Is he serious? He's serious as a heart attack. Okay, I was just making sure. Yeah, hundred um, percent with a mask. He can. All right, you're going to be my bodyguard, Ron. <laughs> oh, no problem. All right. Well, nice to talk to you guys. Thanks again. All right. Thanks, Thank Bob. Thank you, Bob. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bob Gilbert, the uh, mayor of the village of Delta there after some stuff that went on Facebook. I don't like to give any of that stuff too much merit. You know, just people like to get mad about stuff. So Bob, he's Bob is in a position that he can be a very good ambassador uh, with the health department. So uh, I'm really glad we had him on the show tonight, and uh, I hope he answered some questions and uh, maybe maybe soothed a few ruffled feathers. I, I, when I talked to him earlier, he just kind of wanted to diffuse that, uh, kind of try to diffuse the, the situation. I don't know that he has, but I don't know. I, I guess and, a lot of people... Like to be mad. Scott, I was very, very pleased that he did say that he wished he had talked to the folks at the track before he went to the health department. And I understand that he feels he's an ally for the track and going to the health department was correct. But um, I, I was glad that he said that. Yeah. So there you go. How about we move on? We're putting that behind us. Yep. We're still racing. Everything's good. So uh, back uh, where we leave off here for like a lot of other tracks. Yeah. There's been a lot of uh, shuffling around going on. So uh, the Arkham and Art series, as we mentioned, Riley Earp, Herbst uh, from Las Vegas won Sunday at MIS. Uh, next up for the ARCA series is, uh, we mentioned, uh, the Daytona Road Course. And that's going to be tomorrow night, 5 o'clock on MAV-TV. A lot of action going to be going on on the Daytona Road Course for the very first time for a lot of drivers who haven't been on no practice or anything. Uh, all the NASCAR series are, are going to be on there over the weekend as well. So it could be interesting. And, and that'll be another one of those races where nobody has any practice laps, they drop the green and go at it. Zane Smith passed Christian Neckes on the uh, last lap of a chaotic overtime restart to score his first truck series win Friday night at MIS. And that was uh, the race David Gravel was making his ARCA or uh, truck series debut. And he ended up finishing 10th after uh, spinning he ran pretty race. well. Yeah. He ran pretty well. 
stayed out of trouble, and there was a lot. Austin Sindrick won Saturday's Xfinity race at Road America. Kevin Harvick runs one uh, Saturday's Firekeepers Casino 400 at MIS, and then Sunday made it a, a clean sweep of the weekend, winning again at MIS, uh, the Consumer Energy 400. Uh, next up for uh, NASCAR guys, Truck Series, Daytona Road Course. That's going to be Sunday at noon on FS1. The Xfinity Series will be on the road course at Daytona. That's Saturday at 3 o'clock, NBCSN. And then the Cup Series will wrap up the weekend at, on the road course at Daytona on Sunday at 3 o'clock. That'll be on NBC proper. And uh, Buckeye Country, if you want to listen to it on the radio, 103.7. Your uh, UMP, 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 UMP uh, Dirt Car Summer National Update. They're back after the break. Or kind of brief. Supposed to be after uh, a little bit of a break. We're back this week. And the bullring at Rico was uh, rescheduled for Monday, and then it was canceled because of severe weather on Monday night. They did race at Sycamore Speedway on Tuesday. Brandon Shepard uh, was the winner there. Brian Shirley got an exciting win. I guess it was a super race last night at uh, Fairbury. So uh, next up for the Summer Nationals is Fayette County Speedway. Uh, tomorrow night, Federated Auto Parts Raceway at I-55 on Saturday. Lincoln Speedway on Sunday. Kankakee County Speedway on Tuesday. And then Butler Motor Speedway up there in Michigan on a Wednesday night. Uh, next Saturday's Oakshade Summer National race has been canceled. And, and that had nothing to do with the mayor. I know a lot of people were kind of pinning the mayor's comments and everything on that getting canceled. That got canceled just because of the uh, restrictions that are in place where only, they can only have 50% capacity. And it doesn't make financial sense to pay a 10,000 win show where you only have half the people that you can have there. So that's why that got canceled at Oakshade and has moved to uh, Merritt, I believe. And, and I know for a fact that the management of the track was concerned about uh, the camping and, and a total lack of yeah. social distancing there. A lot of partying going on. Hopefully we'll get that back next year. Yeah. So. Uh, Flat Rock and Toledo Speedway have continued to keep their season on hold other than uh, a couple of ARCA races at Toledo Speedway this year. Nothing's been going on, and uh, those ARCA races without fans. Uh, they released a uh, press release on Friday last week and said they're going to make one final effort to put together a plan to race at both tracks as uh, the season begins to wind down here, and they should have a decision on what they're going to do on or before this coming Monday. So I haven't heard anything yet, but as soon as we do, we'll... Uh, share that with you. That's uh, Toledo and Flat Rock Speedway. Uh, you may have heard about this. The 50th running of the World 100 at Eldora Speedway has been rescheduled to early September 2021 due to the ongoing COVID-19 health crisis. Instead, Eldora is going to do kind of what they did for uh, the Dream Weekend earlier this year. What did they call it? The Stream. They're going right. to uh, host the Intercontinental, the Intercontinental Classic uh, that boasts over $200,000 in posted awards. It'll be Thursday through Saturday, September 10th through the 12th, uh, with 10,000 to win features Thursday and Friday, and then a 50,000 to win 67-lap championship feature on Saturday, all to be streamed on Flow Racing with no spectators in attendance for that. And Can we, back, can we backtrack to the Summer Nationals for just a second? I understand that there's a one of the local racers that's uh, headed out to run the final portion of the tour, and uh, we wish him good luck. Who's that? Rusty. Schlenk's running? The yes, sir. Car? I did not know he, that. I, I don't know you that he was there last night. You put the table. I didn't know, Ron. Where don't you know go? that he was. Don't know that he was there last night, but uh, 
he's headed off to some of the tracks where he, he's been running very well in Illinois, and uh, we wish him luck. Speaking of somebody else who's been running really well, congratulations to Anthony McCune. He collected his long-awaited first must-see racing sprint car series victory in a thrilling finish Friday night at Golden Sand Speedway. McCune, the nephew of five-time defending series champion Jimmy McCune, was running second in the closing laps of the 40-lap main event when he ran down race long, the race-long leader in traffic, coming to the white flag, completed the pass, coming out of turn two on the final lap and raced home to victory. Jimmy McCune finished third in that race. And then Anthony got win number two the following night at Golden Sands. So, again, you get that first one out of the way, smooth sailing. Yep. And uh, I understand that uh, the McCune race team brought Jimmy's car back home and immediately tore it apart and uh, vowed that that won't happen again. <laughs> I was wondering about that. Uh, qualifying for the Indianapolis 500 does start on Saturday, August 15th, and concludes on Sunday, August 16th, Carb Day, which is uh, final day of practice is Friday, August 21st. And the 104th Indianapolis 500 uh, will be run on Sunday, August 23rd, 2.30, all across the NBC family of uh, networks. The biggest spectacle in racing will be spectacled by nobody in the stands. Other than television. Other than, yeah. That's sad. It's weird. So uh, we talked about Bobby Pierce and Tyler Herb earlier. The uh, actual suspensions and fines issued were as follows uh, due to that altercation in uh, Saturday's World of Outlaws Late Model Series USA Nationals. Um, series official Ken Canada was uh, attempting to pull Bob Pierce away from Herb's car and shut off the car, but was ran over, suffering minor inju injuries. Officials have suspended Herb indefinitely, and he has been fined $5,000, which must be paid in full before reinstatement is considered. Herb can apply for World of Outlaws reinstatement 12 months after the date of the incident. So he's got 12 months, really, to pay that $5,000 off. I have a how, feeling. how long is indefinite? And, well, I'm saying he can appeal or you know try to get reinstated after 12 months. So it's 12 months is... Or That's a biggie. In, in, Indefinite, it's, it is at least 12 months. Forever so, isn't as long as it used to be, Scott. Yeah. So we'll probably see him in... Um, I shouldn't be trying to read comments while I'm trying to keep a straight frame of thought here. Uh, we'll probably see him in uh, Lucas Oil competition. That's what I'm guessing. Probably. Like at Florence this weekend, which he is. And apparently, uh, I think somebody said he was like fast time or something. Um... Bobby Pierce has been fined $1,000 for his actions in that, actually mostly for his dad for coming on the track because uh, uh, drivers are responsible for their, their crew members. Right. Uh, he's been fined $1,000 and suspended 30 days from all World of Outlaws and dirt car racing sanctioned events and tracks. He will be on probation for a period of six months following that 30-day suspension. So. Well, there's two guys that we know won't be at the uh, Summer Nationals races this week. Go. Spire Motorsports has completed an agreement to purchase the assets of Le Levine uh, Family Racing following uh, the NASCAR Cup Series season finale at Phoenix Raceway. As part of the purchase, Spire Motorsports will acquire Levine Family Racing's NASCAR charter, the team's race shop, and all owned inventory. Uh, National Motorsports uh, Appeals Panel has uh, rescinded a penalty against team owner Mario Gasolin and driver Alex LeBay. Uh, apparently last week, uh, or I guess he was penalized last week, he, but Alex LeBay 
competed in a uh, sports car race on the road course at Daytona recently. Oh, okay. Which they penalized him for uh, that counting as practice, which nobody is allowed right. to practice because that gave him an unfair advantage. Uh, supposedly, this National Motorsports uh, Appeals Panel it rescinded that penalty. The penalty uh, was laid out by NASCAR last week uh, as uh, they raced in the Xfinity Series after LeBay took part in an SCCA event, Daytona International Speedway Road Course. In the penalty notice, NASCAR stated the team had violated the sanctioning body's private testing policy. However, the panel came to the conclusion that Gosselin and LeBay had not violated the rules set forth in the penalty notice as it was written. As a result, the panel has rescinded the original penalty assessed by NASCAR. So basically, and obviously that happened. rule will be rewritten. Yeah, pretty pretty sure on that. Uh, how about we get to how many, real quick? How chance many? Win, your chance to win a Big D's pizza, Big D's out there in Clyde. Uh, last week's how many was how many Boss non-wing sprint cars were going to be at Fremont this past weekend? We had uh, twenty show up, and uh, so our in virtual studio winner was Kathy, who guessed eighteen. Congratulations, Kathy. And our online winner, Scott Bowen, he guessed 22. He was closest there. So, uh, and the maybe, real number was right in the middle. Right in the middle, right at 20. So uh, congratulations, I'm Scott Bowen. Get with Dean Henry to uh, get your large Big D's pizza. If you'd like to win a Big D's pizza, correctly identify this week's how many or be the closest to it. Only your first guess counts. And if somebody guesses the same number as you, then they get uh, credit for it. And the way you leave your guess is you put it in the comments of our Facebook Live broadcast. And you can do so up until Saturday, say, uh, 4 o'clock. That's my cutoff for this week. So if you're listening to us on iHeartRadio, you can still play. You just got to find our Facebook Live broadcast and put in your guess. So this week's guess for how many is... <coughs> Good job. Up um, how many bombers are going to be at Oakshade Raceway? On Saturday. How night. many bombers at Oak Shade Raceway? Yeah. Ooh. It's a tough one. They've kind of gone up and down. I figured that'd yeah. be a good one to choose. What, what was your number? 40. <coughs> 40. Boss lady 40. says boss lady says 40. That's not a bad guess. What do you got? 36. Damn it. I don't. I don't even know. John Young says thirty-six. He's usually pretty. I'm going to go with uh, thirty-eight. Then I'm going to go right in the middle. I have a feeling it's going to be more than forty, though. Really? No, I'm going to leave it out there. Though. I'm going to go with thirty-eight. So, unless I hit it dead on, I will either tie with you guys or you guys won. So that's that's about it. The only way I have to win is to get it dead on. So, again, leave your guests in the comments if you want a chance to win a Big D's pizza. We'll announce the winner next Saturday night here on – or next uh, Thursday night on the show. I forgot where I'm at. Uh, I was already at the racetrack for some reason. Karina okay. says 58. I wonder if that lady knows something we don't. Matt Coger's got 70. I mean, it was a few years ago, we were averaging 90 yeah. to 100 of Bombers. But uh, – uh, Talk about what's uh, coming up this weekend where you can catch some racing, and then uh, we'll check out the Weekend Weather Pit Stop, your official weather forecast from uh, WTOL11's Ryan Weekman. Uh, first up, Friday night, Attica Raceway is off this weekend. This was a scheduled thing. Uh, no racing at Attica, no racing on Friday night. 
they do have a double header planned for next weekend. We'll talk about that on the show Thursday night. But uh, no racing Friday night, at least in our area, immediate area, I should say. Oakshade Raceway on Saturday will have uh, three classes running. Again, that Boss non-wing sprint show has been postponed to September 12th. So originally the Boss sprints were supposed to run this Saturday, but that has been moved to September 12th. So uh, late model sportsmen and bombers were going to run with them. It's just going to be late model sportsmen and bombers. Just those three classes this Saturday night at Oakshade Raceway. Gates open to four racing at seven general mission, 14 bucks. Fremont Speedway. It's uh, American Power Sports Night featuring the fast 410 sprints, 305 sprints, and the dirt trucks. Gates open to four racing at seven. General mission, 15 bucks there. And then if uh, you want your racing dollar to go farther, head on over to Sandusky Speedway. Saturday night, 7 o'clock uh, is when the racing begins there with vintage American race cars, renegades, pure stocks, and beginner stocks. Pits open at 3, main gates at 4, and general mission 5 bucks. It was dollar night last year. Yeah, so pretty cool there. Um, yeah. I, I was glad to see that the uh, vintage cars are were, were put back on the schedule at Sandusky after losing their original date. Did I, they, I was glad to see that. Yep. They were on the same vintage American car? There's like a second group of pavement vintage American cars, race cars. Oh, okay. No, I'm asking. Is it the same vintage American race cars we see at uh, Oakshade that run on the dirt? Those same cars yes, run on yeah, the pavement? Yeah, that was vintage. Yep. Okay. The vintage America cars will, will definitely be uh, at Sandusky. That's that's straight from the president of the, of the group, Gene Steele. <laughs> yeah. Faithful listener. All right. Um, how about we check out our uh, forecast, which I was watching a different channel tonight just to see what they were saying, and they were not so favorable on Saturday night. But Ryan, with our weekend weather pit stop, I like what he has to say. Let's uh, check out that weekend uh, weather pit stop with him. Here is your weekend weather pit stop forecast. I'm First Alert meteorologist Ryan Weekman looking ahead to Saturday. Apparently that's the big race day this weekend here. We've got Oakshade, Fremont, and Sandusky all starting at around 7 p.m. All look to be in great shape as well as our dry, sunny, quiet stretch of weather continues into the first half of our weekend. Race temperatures around 80 degrees dropping into the 70s should be very pleasant. Our next chance for rain... Well, that holds off, looks like, until a cold front on Sunday. For WTOL 11, I'm First Alert, meteorologist Ryan Weekman. So, sounds like the weather's good for this weekend for uh, all three tracks that are running. As long as we listen to Ryan. As long as we listen to Ryan, and that's what we're going to do. He was off last week. I, I made a comment to him. I'm like, man, you seem like you're off a lot. I want to be a weather guy. You get a lot of days off. And he's like, yeah. He's, he sent me that today. He's like, just to prove I do do some work. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, thanks again to Dallas Hewitt for joining us earlier tonight. Boss points leader there and uh, mayor of Delta, the Ron, uh, set that up. I, I just wanted to sweep that under the rug and move past it. But he said his piece. We were a platform for him. And uh, there you go. He's a race fan. And like you said, it's better to have him as an ally as uh, opposed to someone working against you. And, and it'll be fun to see if he uh, makes it up to the flag stand this Saturday. That would be pretty fun. I would like to see that. Yeah. If, if for no other reason, I, I I don't know. I can't even picture that in my head. Thanks to uh, associate producer Dave Kemmer and field correspondents Matt Swander, Doug Doc. 
Doug Dock's now a, a field correspondent. All right. He doesn't know. I don't know if he knows that or not, but I've appointed him as one. Maybe Chris Mize should be one too, because he always is uh, hooking me up with a lot of things. Again, thanks to our sponsors, Rambler Race Cars, Big D's Pizza, Oakshade Raceway, Kester Mowing, Mill Street Speedway, Freeze Frame Photos, and Continental Auto Service up there in Adrian, Michigan for uh, helping support the show. And uh, thanks to you guys out there for uh, listening to us babble for an hour every week. We're a little over an hour, I guess. At this point, maybe we can get Bob Gilbert as a sponsor now that he's more aware of us. Oh, there you go. Delta cars. Yeah. Why not? $30 a month. I mean, that's pretty reasonable. The only thing I know about uh, Delta is they have the chicken festival. I thought it was a joke the first time I heard about it when I moved to this area. It's like the Delta chicken fail. I'm like, really? What? Is that a thing? There's like a bunch of chickens get together and have a festival. I, I guess there. I guess the chicken festival is going on. Uh, it's going to be a drive-through affair. It, it's not going to be the the big party that it has been. But uh, I read somewhere that it, it's going to be going on. So if uh, if anybody's going out that way and and really feels that they need to bring some chicken to uh, Ron Miller's pits, um, it, it'd be appreciated. Cooked chicken. Cooked chicken. I like chicken legs, just the same. I'm right across from Ron, so bring it over my way, too. Fried chicken's good. I'm good with that. Chicken nuggets, really any kind of chicken. Fried chicken. Very good. Uh, so get out, support your local uh, racetrack. Season's kind of winding down. Running out of uh, racing, and, and I'm actually kind of surprised we've gotten this far this season with uh, everything going on with uh, the pandemic and everything you know, at least at least with Oakshade, our local track, um, we've got racing through the month of September, so we've got a little bit left. That is the plan, and uh, we hope to to bring it to you. So yes, sir. Make, make sure to tune in again next Thursday night, seven o'clock live. Listen to us on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Google Play, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever, whatever you like to listen to us on. Go for it. We're there. And make sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Hammer Report, uh, YouTube videos will be up there as well. And uh, maybe this week I'll have some time to play around with this other software so that uh, we can get Gary Lindahl on here one of these yeah. days. So we're out. It's a dinner time for you, isn't it? It is. I'm yeah. headed to Frickers in uh, in Sylvania. Make sure to bring your. Uh, wait, you're coming over by me. Wait, you're right by me anyway. So I guess that's not you really a big. Want to go over to Frickers in Sylvania? We'll meet you there in about fifteen minutes. Well, I just I had some pancakes with uh, chocolate chips earlier tonight. They're pretty I good, see. Okay, you right. cheated on us. Well, I was hungry. I can't wait this long. I don't eat at like eight o'clock at night. That's ridiculous. That's crazy. All right, let's go. See you next week. See you All right, Saturday see you at the race Thanks Bye. for listening. Bye. You have been listening to the Hammer Down Racing Report from the Ron Miller Race Car Studio. Listen on demand on iHeartRadio. Hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and Sound Talent Media called Pit Lane Parlay. Pit Lane Parlay is the go-to podcast for IndyCar and motorsports-related news. Each episode, we discuss things like our favorite drivers, news clips from the last week, and generally giving each other a hard time about predictions we've made in the past and or life stories that have come up recently. We really have a lot of fun with it and really enjoy each other's company, and we hope you can come join us too. Join Pit Lane Parlay by following us on your favorite podcast today.